Blog Talk Radio. This is truly the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said, let us be the church. And we are really uh, involved in a new set of teaching. Think like a Christian. And that's what God wants us to do. He not only wants us to think, he wants us to to embody his nature, to embody um, um, what we believe. And so that's what we're dealing with. And this came from a series of series called Communicating Faith, and we talked about conflict. So I want to get into this lesson again. Tonight we're going to be studying, last night we studied the book of Colossians, and I mean book of Philemon, and tonight we're going to go do an exegesis or an overview of the book of Colossians, and I'm quite confident that you're going to be blessed by this subject. Amen? So Colossae, of course, is a a wonderful book, and we're going to do our best to cover as much as we can through it tonight. Amen. And I am am excited to really talk about how it's done. Now, we're going to get a little more practical tonight in what it means to think like a Christian or to think like a church. But we've entitled this Think Like a Christian, Part 2. How it's done. All right? Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made, and we rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit, who is the educator and who is the guide, that, that helps us and assists us in the matter. Holy Spirit, we say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And, Father, in everything that shall be accomplished, everything that shall be revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I'm, I, I want you to bear with me. As I said before, I want to um, make certain that you know exactly um, what we believe. And one of the things that I'm promoting this week is uh, Entity and Urban Glory Campaigns, where I'm the founder. Um, but we have a ministry coalition, and we are blessed. We have um, almost 100 people who are liking our um who's liking our community page. But we want to we want to increase that to about 500 by the end of the year. And so we're pressing for our first 300 likes. So if you're a minister of the gospel, look no further. You're looking for a covenant connection and relationship. Uh, we want you to be a part. On the 27th of May, which is next Tuesday, we will have our charter orientation. And we definitely want you to be a part of that because we want you to get the most out of life and um, the most out of this ministry. Amen? And so um, I definitely want to put that plug in as well as our Systematic Supernatural or S3, Urban Glory UGC, Urban Glory Campaign, Supernatural Systematic Studies, which is on UGC S3. 
and that is our community page, um, a, a, a specific page for this. And what I'm doing is encouraging. I'm going to give the outline uh, tomorrow when we complete it, a sketch outline that is um, to uh, to give a good overview over these lessons that we've covered in the last two days, two letters to the church. And the second one we're going to address tonight is to Colossians. We looked at Philemon yesterday, and we'll, I'll give a brief review, and then we'll get into Colossae, the church of Colossae, a pivotal group, a pivotal people. Amen? Now, um, if you have a notebook, I, you know what I encourage people to do? Um, you know, on we are on Sunday mornings in the Word, and now Sunday evenings. We are on um, Wednesdays and Thursdays, and so um, we give plenty of opportunities for you to uh, enjoy the ministry that God has given us, and um, we want to encourage you to get a notebook. Um, you can either go on our blog talk site and download over 900 hours of study for the last 12 years. I think we started 12 years ago, or you can get a fresh new start with us and start with this series Think like a Christian. Amen. What better way to start? And start with these three lessons that we have. And next tomorrow we're going to deal with the reconciliation mandate. And I'm, that's going to be wonderful. I'm going to indulge into the conflict resolution part of that. Um, but to, tonight we want to deal with how it's done. How do we how do we change our thinking? There are some things that we must accept, and there are some things we must seek after. Hallelujah. And, I, you know, uh, so I think this is going to be uh, a great uh, launching pad, if you will, into in-depth study of the Word of God. Amen? And so um, I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about us really finding out this, these treasures that we have in urban vessels. Glory to God. So uh, there are four chapters in Colossians. And my favorite one, of course, is chapter 3. And um, uh, I like the uh, way we can break this down with expressing uh, who Christ really is. And so I think you're going to be blessed in this lesson, okay? Let me pick up my, my notes from yesterday so I can review them real quick. And then we'll get started. Amen. Amen. All right. One of the things I say, all right, praise God. Hopefully I can get a text that I can be heard clearly. One of the things I used to say that I guarantee you, if you take a notebook, especially now with this new format of study, um, I guarantee you that you will learn and have a resource of of insight and information for your belief. Uh, and in two lessons, you will have more than you'll get in six months of the church that you go to, praise God. And so I'd love to give that little challenge to everyone to listen to this and and um, because I know that the body of Christ is not teaching like we should, but um, the Lord has has raised up a new generation, a new win, a new insight, to study and to search the scriptures that to see whether these things be so. Amen. 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 Ephesians and Colossians are some of the most powerful passages of scriptures that you can read. 
uh, the book of Ephesians introduces the glory of a church that is committed, connected, and consistent in God's love. But the book of Colossians uh, uh, tracks the life of Christ and then effectually uh, or connects us to uh, understand the connecting factor, that our love will be expressed by what we do more than what we say, and that God has called us to a higher life by looking at an inward life so that our outward life can be consistent with what he has called us to do. And so the book of Colossians is is a great book to learn the Lord Jesus. And not only the Lord Jesus from a physical, you, you don't necessarily, you can look at the Gospels or the synoptic Gospels to uh, trace the historical dynamics of God, of Christ's workings. But in the book of Colossians, as in Ephesians, and then also in the Gospel of of John, which is not synoptic because it doesn't go over events, it reveals the intent behind the content. It gives you a case uh, overview uh, or a better terminology, a synthetic approach of, of, of the scripture by highlighting the essence uh, or the passions behind the man Jesus. So we looked at Philemon yesterday where the Apostle Paul, just from an apostolic authority, um, uh, and Paul wrote both Colossians and Philemon. But in this particular letter, it comes from a different approach. He is not necessarily charging the uh, book as he did, gave uh, apostolic authority and passed down instruction and direction to Philemon about his slave only must. But in this particular um, uh, passage, he is he is writing, and of course, I believe uh, verse these 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 opening statements in the book of Colossians helps give the overview of of the purpose behind which he says, "Christ, I like, of course, you know, Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God." To Timothy, our brother, to the saints and the faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God and our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I said this in a teaching the other week that when he writes the book of Colossians here and when he writes the book of Thessalonians in another study where we talked about leveling up spiritual maturity, engaging into the of the things of God at a, at a higher frequency, a higher dedication. Um, here, Paul was about uh, inf- infiltrating and, in, and incorporating a, a universalism in the body of Christ. Because in Christ, we eradicate racism, sexism, classism, egotism. Do you get what I'm saying? Because there is no male, no female, no bond, no free. We're all one in Christ. And so here when he gives a simple statement like grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and of the, and the Lord Jesus Christ, he is literally addressing two cultures in the same salutation. Normally the, the Israelites would begin their, their, um, their expression of saluting one another 
with peace be unto you. But he also understood that the message of the gospel would be that both Jew and Gentile would walk in a oneness that would come as a result of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the way you would coin that, that salvation by faith and that acceptance of Christ as your Savior and Lord would be grace, God's willingness to use and exercise his power on your behalf, although you don't deserve it. And so when he says grace and peace, he is honoring both the Jew and the Gentile, and, and he is bringing them back to reverence of deity, of the Father, of God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ, Jesus. The Spirit, when the, when the word Christ is put before Jesus, is talking about the Holy Spirit and the love in which he have unto all saints. It takes me back to the book of Philemon. When Paul gives authority uh, um, or gives a charge to Philemon, it's because he understood. Philemon was a pastor that opened up his home that was converted brilliantly and beautifully, but he needed to eradicate racism, classism, sexism, and there could not be a pastor over the church of God that had slaves. And so Onimus, who was not profitable unto uh, Philemon, was, was, was ran and fled from Philemon and was uh, introduced to the Apostle Paul, converted. And when Paul uh, uh, goes to establish what Onimus would do, he charges him to go back to Philemon and not to go as a slave but as a brother and as someone who represents the apostle or the apostolic authority himself, Paul himself. And the only thing that would cause Philemon to accept him in such a raised position would be love, would be love. And that would be effectuated in, in a willingness to obey, obey God as Christ obeyed God or obey the man of God as Christ obeyed God to death on the cross where he said, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm sure uh, Philemon had to develop a maturity and thick skin to advance and to uh, succeed over, over uh, the prejudice of his past. He had to overlook the biasness and even the offense by obedience to the authoritative voice in his life, which was Paul. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so we learned that that pattern of obedience opened up an opportunity for us to develop a greater perspective than we would just existing like mere men. And, and the goal of Christianity and the goal of faith is that Christ would be formed not around you to inspire you, not on you to associate you, but in you. So Christ be formed in you so you can have that same fellowship that Jesus had with his heavenly father and what he achieved when he finished the work that he established before the foundation of the world. That 
in that eternal fellowship, an internal awareness, an indwelling of housing or encasing the power, the potency of the Holy Spirit, which would enable you to live, to live, to live. The power of the Holy Spirit awakens a quality of life that you cannot achieve in your flesh, that you cannot achieve in your ambitions, that you cannot achieve even in your own destiny. The scripture says to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Death from the world, death from sin, death from the reign of death over your life, invoking and equipping yourself with light, the light of the gospel, <clears throat> the light of truth awakens a confidence and a consistency and characteristics that cannot be denied. And so in our last lesson, we talked about the cost of his commands. Jesus was, and we reflected, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and therefore God so highly exalted him, gave him the name that was above every name because he went through the process of life. Why he considered the cost of his commands, but he also challenged, uh, or he, he also uh, uh, considered compliance to conform to the love that was effectual. See, see, God raises up causes so we could have an effect. The cause of obedience affected or, or became effective through love. He loved God. He loved to obey God. He loved to only see God's way as his way. And his unyielding obedience to death made it possible for innocence to, to overlook and eradicate the iniquities and the sins of us all. His selfless acts, his sacrificial acts, his service and his Fear, his, his set attention to God, his sinking with God's will, awaken a new thought, life, a new way of living. The Bible says by a new living way which he consecrated through his flesh, we have entered into the most holy of them all, according to the book of Hebrews. And so he, his compliance to conform to his love became effectual, but it was a challenge to us to reflect what really what it really means to be the church. To really take our place, to really take into consideration what it means to be just like Jesus. I walk like he walks. I talk like he talks. I live like he lives. But I do what he does and I see the effects of how it's done. And that's what brings us to this, this, this new thinking which provokes. See, Jesus acted based on his thoughts because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. His reality was shaped by his perspective. But his perspective was around five bases. The spirit of the Lord was upon him because he anointed him. What did he anointed to do? He was, one, anointed to preach. Two, he was sent to heal. 
for wholeness sake. Three, he preached deliverance or freedom and liberty and recovery of sight to the blind. That's number four. But then he was also, number five, to set up liberty. But you know what? None of that will be realized until we engage in the pursuit of knowing God more intimately so we can serve him more faithfulness. It will be the faithful pursuit of the righteous or the one who has resolved to exist in the thing, the rights and privileges and the realms which God has provided that will see and experience this, this power of engaging into new thought. Or into gaining, uh, uh, coming into a new agreement that demands change to be the signs of the time. And here we come to Colossians. Since we heard of your faith in Christ, that the love which he had toward all saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, wherefore we heard. In the, wherefore before in the word of God The truth of the gospel Which is come unto you as it is in all the world And bringeth forth fruit As it doth in you Since the day ye heard of it And knew the grace of God In truth And ye also learned Of Ephorus Our dear fellow servant Who for you a faithful minister Of Christ also declared unto you your love, um, you your love in the spirit. He goes on to say, "For this cause we do, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and desire that you might be filled. You might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding." Why? Right. The natural man receiveth not the things of God. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually deserved. Paul's uh, uh, appeal to the Colossian church was, and you got to understand, Colossae was also uh, a main uh, a political climate, a high place for leaders, Colosseum, Colossia. Do you get what I'm saying? A place where Roman influence was at its prime, a place where laws were governed. It was a it was a high pivotal area. And so for these Christians, they would they would have a more uh a reserved demeanor, if you will, and depiction of the gospel. But it would only be their reflection on the Lord Jesus that would would, would awaken the passionate pursuit to the Maintain faithfulness. And this is what he's saying. Listen, how is it done? You got to be fruitful and you got to be faithful. But you have to make a decision to follow it. Listen, strengthen with all, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all might according to his glory is what? Power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us acceptable or able or meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. What is the light? It's the knowledge of the gospel that causes us in verse 10 to walk worthy. Do you hear what I'm saying? I know I'm moving kind of fast. Now listen, it says, who, and this is done through Jesus, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom or God's way of doing things of his dear son. 
in whom we have redemption through his blood and even the forgiveness of sin, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him all things are created in heaven, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be what? Thrones, number one, dominions, or principalities and powers, all things were created by him and for him. See, this is where you got to come to in your heart when you go to, to discover you got to find something. You got to find Christ. The prophetic path through the, through the placement of the Holy Spirit's power in your world and in your space and in your time, you got to find it. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul thirsteth after thee. In a dry and weary land, I pant. I passionately pursue learning the ways of God, knowing the walk of God, and walking worthy. It's a pursuit to know God, to know more than what I knew from an appreciation and, and, and a mere casual association, I have a revelation. And it is thinking like a Christian that shows us how it's done in the finding, in the finding. Keep reading. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. He is the head of the body of the church. Now, if you're going to find out the authority and, and, and see what Jesus is all about, you're going to have to accept his position and the institution which he exists in. And he is the head of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. If he's not Lord at all, he is not Lord at all. But you got to find this. For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by whom I say, whether things be in earth or in heaven, and you, who were sometimes alienated and enemies in your way, your mind, do you hear what I'm saying? Why? You didn't think like you think. And because you didn't think like you thought, you didn't walk like he walked, you didn't talk like he talked, and you didn't do what he did. But when you, who were sometimes who were alienated in darkness, alienated enemies in your mind by wicked works, he reconciled or he purchased what it means to make your relationship right and in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved from the hope of the gospel which ye heard when it was preached, every creature which is under heaven, wherefore I am made, Paul says, a minister or a servant. This is what I do. I see to it that you come to Jesus. I see to it that you come to Jesus so you can learn how to think. Think like the church or think like a Christian. Who now rejoice in the sufferings for you and fill, and fill up that which is behind the afflictions of Christ. In my flesh for, 
for his body's sake, which is the church. Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of the manner of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. So the word of God is going to be the catalyst for the change and transformation that we seek. That if we're going to experience joy in living, if we're going to experience joy and peace in God, we're going to have to we're going to have to come to this concept of the church and think like a Christian whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, the appropriate application of knowledge, that that we may present you a, every man perfect in Christ Jesus or mature. Wherefore, I am also laboring, striving according to the working, which worketh in me, what, mightily. Chapter 2. For which I would thought that ye, what great conflict I have for you, and for them that Lodicea, uh, and as for many of us, I've seen faith in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in, the, in this love. So listen, faith works by love. There's three things that you're going to find. There's three things that you're going to find when you want to think like a Christian or think like the church. Number one, you're going to find function. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and what? Sound mind or function. And then, number two, you're going to experience or find freedom. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There's freedom or liberty. Christ has not called you unto bondage, but unto liberty. It is for freedom that Christ has made us free. Do you know what I'm saying? And the other thing is that you're going to find faith. And that's what we're going to chase tonight in understanding how it's done. See, it cannot just be an appreciation in your thought. You will not be known by what you say or what you think. You will be known by what you do. And so this thinking will only be realized, realized when we are are are. are our, our intent is set to achieve, being knit together in love unto the riches, to the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all, the scripture says, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, least any man worthy should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, I am with you in the spirit, loving, joying, and beholding your order and steadfastness in faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ, so walk in him. You hear what I'm saying? In other words, it will never, your perception will never be revealed until it's provoked. And it will. what is it provoking you to do? Walk out what you believe. Embody and exist in what you believe. Why? So you can function in the authority which God has graced you to, to uh, uh, and what's, which God has empowered you to walk out. Peace is, 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 or shalom is God's essence expressed through spirit to us. And his grace is his ability and his favor and his power in effect so that we can walk out in confidence and walk out in his character and walk out in consistency. Do you hear the revelation behind this? This is capsulizing the revelation to the church of what it means to be in Christ or to be spirit-led or to be spirit-governed. 
There is therefore now no condemnation to them who walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. Do you hear what I'm saying? Romans chapter 1 or Romans chapter 8. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of spirit and death. What the law could not do in the, in the flesh, it condemned sin in the flesh, that we might be made the righteousness of God. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of inserting different scriptures, but I'm trying to convey to you that when crisis, when crisis is go beyond spirit to provoke you to perform and to walk worthy, you will become rooted, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware. These things will spoil you through vain philosophy and not after Christ. See, what the world wants to do is keep you natural, not ascending to the hills of the Lord, not apprehending the things of God, not appreciating the work of redemption, not not um not 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 um not not um not living anointed or empowered to succeed. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Beware, lest any man spoil you through vain philosophy and the deceit after the tradition of men and the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the God in body, and ye are complete in him. Hallelujah. I'm only trying to go to to uh, the third chapter. Uh, I'm trying to get to the fourth and Summarize it, but I'm trying to get to the third chapter. I always get lost when I try, but I'm not trying anything. We are working ourselves through this, and this this lesson, in 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 totality, summarizes the the components of the book of Colossians. The first is to establish Christ's preeminence that we that we exist uh, in the the fullness. Of him, we are completing him. Do you hear what I'm saying? Why? So we could function. It is the reality of Christ's effect over our lives that makes this mystery of Christ being in us find its force to function. And this is what is realized. Number one, when we embrace his plan of redemption. All Paul said in the first and second chapter is that you are complete in him. And that all that he did on the earth as a man to show you the spirit's advantage, his obedience to God, his compliance on the cross despite despite the shame, all of this was done so that you can have complete confidence in existing in who he's called you to be. It is this finding of this reality of Christ's effect in our lives that manifests the intents of the mystery of the force to function. Why do we function? Because we embrace his plan through redemption. That's number one. Number two, we equip our mind with the truth of the gospel. That's what it said. It says, listen, in verse, um, in chapter one, and we already read it. It says, listen, verse 13 of chapter one, 23. If ye continue in the faith grounded and be not moved from the hope of the gospel which ye heard, which is pre which was preached every creature, which is why we minister. See why? Because it reveals truth. The gospel reveals the truth of who you are, what you have, and what you can do. It's why. So you can function. You can function. Thirdly, 
It causes you to experience the supernatural, the, the love abounding therein with thanksgiving so that no one will be able to take you out of, 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 of the completeness that you find where he, he has had over all principalities and power. And this is where this covenant comes and awakens. Circumcision is a covenant, the putting off the, the body, the sins of the flesh, and the circumcision of the spirit, putting on Christ, buried with him in baptism, where he also risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised us from the dead. Now listen, I said this in the theology of triumph. If your conclusions, you claim to be saved, you claim to be Christians, don't, don't have a catalyst of change at the point of resurrection. You miss the message. It is the resurrection of the dead that gives us the inspiration to, 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 and the motivation to display the wonders of God playing in our lives. Just like he raised Jesus from the dead, he raises us up. In, 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 the, in the plan that he has purposed Or the experiences that we experience Through the power of the spirit at work in our lives So why? Fourthly, we can express the authority Of a new reality What is the reality? Christ in us, the hope of glory Keep reading and he has he quickened us together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting ordinances or traditions that was against us, which are contrary to us, and that took out the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled principalities and power, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you. Judge you where? In meat, in drink, or in respect of a holiday, or in the new moon, or the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come. But the body, body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you in the reward of voluntary humility and worshiping of the angels, intruding those things which have, ye have not seen vainly puffed up in the fleshly of the, what? the mind. This is how it's done. You, can, you are complete in Christ. And have holding uh, and not holding the head from the body and the joints and the bands and the nourishment ministered knit together increasing and increasing of God. Wherefore, if ye are dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to the ordinance? Taste not, touch not, handle not. You hear what I'm saying? Which is all perished with the using after the commandments and the doctrines of men, which things indeed show the wisdom of the will worship and humility neglecting the body and, it, and, and honor to the uh, satisfying of the flesh. Now, in other words, all of that is done with. But how does chapter 3 pick up? If ye, and I'm saying this softly because this is where I start preaching, and I lose fact that I got two more points, one more point. See, all of that, all of this, this 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 working of Christ is fifthly to expose our life to a new world order. If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. 
set your affections on things above and not things on earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, we shall appear with him where in glory or in the radiance of God's power, the weight of his, his presence. Mortify, therefore, the members uh, which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil cup conscience, covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things the wrath of God cometh unto what? The children of disobedience. You want to obey, in which ye also walked at some time when ye lived in them. But now ye have put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, and ye have put on off the deeds of the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is created, which is, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. So you are created in this new image, this new image which makes you conscious of who you are, what you have, and what you can do. What does it make you conscious of? Who you are in Christ, where there is neither Jew nor Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Cynthia, bond nor free, but Christ is all in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. And if any man have any quarrel against you, even as Christ forgave you, also do ye. Above all, put on love or charity, which is the bond of perfection or perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your heart to which you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Why? Because you're finding this to what? You're finding this to function. Number two, you're finding, hallelujah, we're just going through, you're finding freedom. You're finding freedom. Now, we, we just read in chapter two and chapter three, that it was the effect of the revelation and the knowledge of, of that exposes us to the power of truth, which which gives credence to the gospel, that gives believers the advantage to overcome something. And what what he does is he awakens a new reality, so we can be aware of what's false and not function that way. He affords us function in Christ by, by spoiling all principalities and powers. But then he, but he, he, he motivates us in verse 13 of chapter 2 that says, Let no man beguile you. Beguile you uh, in, in, in erroneous uh, claims to learning the life which Christ has provided. Yes, it's a higher life, but it's an inward life. It's not external uh, expressions uh, or traditions that try to take away from the content and the, in, um, the intent of God's character. It is our indulging into the, the, the embrace of, of the revelation of the gospel of truth that, that, that makes it possible for us to function and flow in the spirit and not the flesh. We cancel the things that causes the flesh. And that's what he says in, 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 verses, in verse 5 of chapter 3, mortify it, put it to death. Therefore, the members which are upon the earth, those things, anything that would set us apart from God. Why? Because in the book of Colossians, it teaches us five things that we ought to stay out of the clear, which are false. Number one, false teaching. Number two, 
false philosophies or the or or, or, or theories that that help uh, engage uh, um, uh, principles around the truth. False number three judgments. So you won't be uh, caught up in traditions of men having no effect. False worship. So you won't be caught up in things that are set in place spiritually to serve you versus you trying to serve it because of this, its glorious display. And then also false doctrine because at the core of it, it's not about Christ. And if it's not about Christ, it shouldn't be about you. It shouldn't be about you. And that's what it says when we resolve above all to put on the love or God is love because we are consumed in God. We are full in God because, because we found freedom, freedom from the world, freedom from the way of the wicked, freedom from, um, from worldly lust and passion. We found a greater reality. That greater reality eradicates teachings, philosophies, judgments, worships, and doctrines that are contrary to Christ. And when that word dwells in us richly, we can then provoke one another or admonish one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the love, uh, hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, or in the authority of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God always and the Father by Him. And then it goes in the wives submit to yourselves to your own husbands. Oh, that's a loaded concept. Well, husbands love your wives. Children obey your parents. Father, provoke not your children to anger. Servants obey in all things masters according to the flesh. Not as I, or I service or men pleasers, but singleness of heart, fearing God or reverencing God, knowing that the Lord, shall, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive your reward of an inheritance. For ye serve the Lord, Lord, the, serve the Lord Christ or the Spirit of God. But he that doeth wrong shall receive wrong which he hath done. Chapter 4 lets us know that we're not only going to function in the love of God, but we're going to function in faith. Right? Because we're risen with Christ, because we set our affection on things above. We are dead. Our life is dead. We are dead, and our life is hid with Christ in God. We put out, we've taken away anything that will separate us. From God because finding faith was raised to our conscience when our actions were motivated by the success of the accomplishment of what Christ achieved not only in the flesh but in the spirit. And that's why we say Christ in you. Right? Now, we walk in wisdom toward them that are without. We redeem time. And we let our speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that we may be able to minister to grace every here, right? Now, why do we do that? Chapter 4 says it this in, in, verse, in verse 12. Laboring fervently, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Faith's priority is seeing God's plan come to pass. And so God, what, we, what God does achieves through the, the obedience of Christ. 
which is where we shape our mentality, is awaken the relevance of his will, which provides superiority of living. You're complete in the will of God. Right? Now, of course, Paul ends chapter 4 with saluting various people who have been dedicated to the word of God and, and, and dedicated to serving and ministering to the people of God because they were faithful. And it is that faithfulness to where they find the faith or find the effect of being complete because they're only set on achieving the will of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God is the will of God, the intent behind God's content. The, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. It is the spirit, the Bible says, through faith we understand or comprehend that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which appear are not made by the, but the things which, appear are not made by the things which are made. In other words, what I'm saying is we find in faith or we find faith so that way we can experience what God has achieved, which was the unlocking or the releasing of his will to us. The word of God dwelling richly in us awakens the will of God having full effect over our lives. What does that make us? It makes us are partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That's what Colossians chapter 3 says. It not only uh, gives us a new nature, but it gives us a new nature. We are peculiar people. We are a holy nature. He has been called out of darkness and placed into his marvelous life. You are a new nation because you have a new norm. Did you get the lesson? Did you get the book of Colossians? From chapter 1 to chapter 4, it's showing Christ's preeminence so that you can perform and not only perform but be perfected in the will of God so that you can find function, so that you can find freedom, and so that you can find faith. And that's how you think like a Christian. You find these things because those who knock, the door will be open. Those who seek shall find. We find it because we're seeking after God to discover his will and his plan, and he unlocks to us a new nature, a new new, nation and a new norm. Why? It's the kingdom of God. It's the power of God. It's the presence of God. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the Christian life. Amen. Amen and amen. This is thinking like a Christian. This is how it's done. We find freedom. We find function. And we find faith. That's how it's done. We isolate. We we hone on the revelation. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We hone in on knowing that our image and our likeness is synced with the plan of God and the power of God and the person of God in the Lord Jesus. And we look unto him as the author and the finisher of our faith. And that same power that raised him from the dead makes us alive. It makes us alive because we know in whom we believe. We are fully persuaded. We know we have the answer. We are the catalyst of change. We are the solvent. We are the salt of the earth. And so we let our light shine before men that they might see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven, also I preach, I'm sorry. 
I preach because I'm passionate, because it's in my person. It's in my personality. I thank God for the work that he did through me at Calvary. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. My soul loves Jesus. Oh, bless his name. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus, the authority and the effect, because in Jesus, we have the answer. He is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God. And because of that, him achieving faith, and we have faith in the finished work that he worked for us. What did he work to find us? We gave you the five aspects of his thinking. He was anointed to preach to preach and send healing and preach deliverance, sight to the blind and liberty. All of those was to let you know God's a good God and he has a great plan and that plan will grow you into who he has originally called you to be and you can experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen and amen and amen again. Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to talk next time, next tomorrow on Hallelujah. Come on, let's just praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Glory to your name. Praise you, Lord. We magnify your name. We praise the name of the Lord Jesus. And we glory in this plan, this plan that you not only revealed uh, in a book called the Bible, but what you in, unveil in our lives every day through your grace and through your peace. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to be called children of God, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. This is how it's done. We think like you. We know that we are like you because of what you've done for us. And that alone gives us the privilege to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I'm excited. I preach my own self happy. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, it's time. I went a little bit over. Tomorrow we'll continue this this last part on the reconciliation mandate, which chapter four. You can't you can't begin to uh, fix your family and 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 then fix another generation until you fix you. You got to think like this first. And then you'll see as you act it out in your everyday work, you'll see that all that God promised and all that God's plans have provided a way that cannot be denied through Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, God bless you. Keep listening. This will be able 
to be played again. Listen to it a couple of times. Make sure you get as much as you can. Went through the entire book of Colossians tonight. And tomorrow we'll go on to another book of the Bible and deal with the conflict or the reconciliation mandate. Amen. Praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name. God bless you and have a great night.